Welcome to the sermon podcast of Damascus Road Church. For more information about Damascus Road Church, go to damascusroadonline.com. I want to listen to the words of Jesus. I want to follow the ways of Jesus. And then that works into my life. And I, I figure out what that looks like in my own life. If I just try to figure out in my own life without listening to what Jesus says and then following what Jesus does, I'm going to make a mess of things. So information leads to imitation that leads to innovation. That's something I've learned about following Jesus and following one another. And I can share that with this guy. And he's like, oh, that's really good. And in the head, I'm thinking, I'm not allowed to tell you right now that that's actually the way of Jesus. But it's there. And if we have follow-up conversation, you know I'm going there. And so that's just planted. And he's like, I'd like to talk to you more about that. I think that I've never thought about it that way, that he needs to listen to me and then follow me, and then he can do his own thing. That's really, really good. And at the end of the weekend, the guy came up to me, and he's like, hey, I'd love to talk more with you. Like, I grew up Catholic. It's not really my thing. I don't consider myself religious, but, like, talking with you was really cool, and I'd like to have more of that. Now, to me, that's just a simple bearing witness. We have a follow-up conversation. Seeds are planted, and we'll see where it goes. I'm not forcing on any, him, uh, anything on him. I'm not making anything weird. But I'm putting something out there, and if he responds to it, I get to follow up with it, right? So that, you can do that in ways that you have learned from God, ways that you have grown in community. You can share pieces of that and plant seeds in relationships with people you know. And if they bite on it, if they are interested in it, then you have an opportunity to follow up with that have a more upfront conversation, and take steps with people in relationship. That's bearing witness. Second Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, describes this process. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So I get to experience this. I know uh, as I go up to Dude Cabin, I'm living a life that I, uh, that I never could have imagined without Jesus. I get to live a new life where my old life is gone, and I'm walking with Jesus as a new creation. And Paul goes on, all this is from God. Like, that, make sure I don't get deceived that this is me generated, right? That I'm all of a sudden some kind of expert or smart. And like, like what well, you really need to listen to me. Right? I'm a new person because of what God has done. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So reconciliation means like you were far away and you get brought in. Right? You were separated and you got uh, brought close. God did that to us through Christ. He reconciled. He brought us back to God through what Jesus did. And then he gives it to us. In the same way that God is light, Jesus says he's the light of the world, and then he passes that light on to us. We are the light of the world now because of God shining in us. He reconciles us to God, and then he gives us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, making, God making his appeal through us. And we implore you, on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. 
For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. I just love that. I just really, really love that. We get brought back to God, and then we get sent out to bring others back into a connection with God. And that's what I'm hoping for in my own life as I grow more and more connected with God and I become uh, a better carrier of the light. Like I, I learn how to do it and then I submit myself to it and I build up courage and I share that with other guys, even sometimes maybe at the expense of uh, coming off weird. Like, it's okay. I'm just going to say something. If you don't bite on it, no harm. Kick the dust off and we'll, like, we'll go play broomball, right? If you do bite on it, now we can have some kind of conversation, hopefully that leads toward reconciliation, that leads to reconnection with God and with people. I want us to shine. And I want us to, uh, to recognize the light that God put in us. I believe that our city can be changed, that people can be transformed because of a relationship with Jesus. And I want this year, I want 2020 to be a year of transformation, to be a year of freedom, a year of justice, and a year of love for us as a church, and then how we give those out. In order to go forward, in order to do that, I really think that it's important that we uh, go back. In order to go forward, I think it's always good to go back and be reminded about where we come from. Jesus said in John 15, 1 through 5, we can't do anything without him. So if we get really excited about our vision and we run fast and we run ahead of what God is doing in our own lives, we actually produce nothing. We actually don't accomplish a thing. So in order to go and be light, we've got to stay connected to the source. Jesus says in John 15, I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him he it is that bears much fruit. Or apart from me, you can do nothing. So if we want to shine, if we want to be light to people in our life, what do we have to do? Jesus says, abide. Jesus says, stay connected. Like, get powered up in the source. In the same way, if you look at a grapevine that's like going everywhere, there's one big uh, vine coming out of the ground and it's got shoots going everywhere from that. Jesus talks about you're already clean. He's actually referring to uh, like branches of the vine that would get down in the dirt because they would hang low. And like, those aren't, those aren't going to bear any fruit. I'm going to cut those away. They get disconnected to frying. They go and they just get burned up, right? But you are different. You're already clean. If you have a relationship with Christ, if you're already connected to the vine, you're already clean because of the ministry that Jesus has done to you. Like he's reconciled you to him. And so now he's going to prune you. Now he's going to prune you so that you can bear more fruit. There's already fruit in your life. Pruning doesn't always feel good, right? Sometimes we get stuff cut out of our life that we like, 
but it's good for us. Like, I'll be honest with you, there are times where I feel like I'm going, 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 and then I get tired, and my natural instinct is just kind of turn to Netflix. Like, I don't have any energy, and I can sit, and I can just watch Netflix. You know how recharged I feel after Netflix? Not at all. It's not actually refilling, right? So there's a way to say, I want to get charged up that I'm not just exhausted and then escaping. I want to work hard alongside God, but I want to be reminded that I always have to stay connected with Him. And so working rhythms of rest and work into my life so that I don't just fall over burnt out, just exhausted and I can't do anything else. It takes energy to stay connected. And sometimes God may prune things out of your life or like make you aware of things that could be pruned or maybe ought to be pruned to say if you're watching X number of hours of Netflix a day, maybe that's something that could get pruned down a little bit. Like what could you do with those hours if you prune some of that? And not as a punishment in that way or not as a shame way, but as a, like, I want to grow some things in you. And these are standing in the way. That's what our kids are doing at Snowblast right now. All the things that are in front of their faces all the time that we could unplug so that we could really truly recharge. We've got so many distractions in front of us. And I think sometimes God would love to pull those distractions away so that we could be charged up again with him. Jesus says, I'm going to prune you so that you'll bear more fruit. As we do that, as we abide, as we stay connected to him, as we have life continually in him, we recognize we're so loved by him. We don't have to do anything to generate that love. But then we're also sent out. We're also sent. We are loved and we are sent by God. So now we're ambassadors. Now we're reconcilers. So to go forward, we want to go back. We're going to start next week with a series just all about the voice of God in your life. And the question, God, what do you sound like? God, when you talk to me, what, how do I know that that's you? How do I know that you're speaking to me, that I could like listen to that, that I could hear you, that I could have this kind of dynamic relationship with you? 1 John 4, 1 tells, tells us that we're supposed to test the spirits. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. You start talking about like hearing the voice of God. God's voice is not the only one that is speaking to you, right? And so we've got to get discerning. This is not... Uh, just like cotton candy, make it up. I, I feel like that's God, so it is. I want to tune my mind and my heart like a radio to dial into the voice of God so that when he talks to me, I know what that is and I can respond to him. So we have a, a series coming up just on uh, the voice of God in our life. And we want to look at the character of God, right? And like how God fathers us. So here's, here's the three parts of this next series. We want to look at our hearts, who we are, and some of the distractions, some of the wounds that we're carrying, some of the things that like uh, in us that make it hard for us to hear God. We want to identify some of those, our hearts. Then we want to look at the Father's heart. What is the character of God? How has he spoken? What, what are ways that would be consistent with him speaking now? What does, what does God's heart look like? And then we're going to take a look at uh, God's fatherhood, 
So our heart, the Father's heart, and God's fatherhood, how does he parent us? How does he shape us? What are some misconceptions that we have about uh, the way God uh, talks to us and would lead us and guide us? One of those misconceptions that we'll deal with is like the difference between punishment and discipline. God absolutely does discipline his children, but he doesn't punish his children. And we, that's, a, that's a thing that we get to get into to try and understand what is it that God is saying to me as he speaks to me. Why is that important? Because of John 15. Because I think if we don't have a relationship with God that is ongoing where he's talking to us and we're responding and we're growing in that, then what do we have to share? If the light isn't continually going on in us and we're continually plugging into that, like what do we have to shine for others? So let's go back. Let's plug into God together so that we can go forward and shine light out. And after that series, then we're going to open up Ephesians. And we're going to start to walk through the book of Ephesians. Ephesians is rad. Ephesians is all about identity. Who are we as individuals and who are we together? Who is God? What's his character? Let's continually be reminded about who God is and how he works. And what does it look like to follow Jesus, to share life, and to love our neighbor? What does that look like? This, this to me, is the blueprint for a year of light that we would abide, that we would light up our life in a relationship with God, that we would have light in walking with one another, being true with one another, being vulnerable and relying on one another, and that we would take the light out and shine out. And so right now, Emma, Emma broke it open and invited people up to pray. I did a really awkward, bad job earlier um, talking about coming up but what I want right now is I would love for three people to come up. And I would love for somebody to come and pray for us to walk in the light, in Jesus. Anybody who follows Jesus has the light of life. If you could light, uh, that we could light up and live up in a relationship with God, that we could experience his light in our life, both as individuals and a church. I'd love somebody to come up and pray the light up direction. Follow Jesus. And then I'd love somebody to come and pray light in, that we could walk together in growing relationships as a church, as individuals. And then finally, somebody I would love for you to come up and pray out. Okay? So I need three volunteers. I'll take the first three who jump, and I'll wait if you don't. Nice, Michael. I need two more. God says no. Hi, Tim. Thank you, Matt. Emma gave me the stink eye. All right. What do you, what do you feel like God's leading you? Which direction? I'm gonna do the last one you said first. I'm gonna pray the out. Out, okay? Up. You're in. I don't want it out. No, you don't get it. <laughs> you're in. You're <laughs> All right. In let's, go, let's go up, well, in, out. Inward. Deeper relationships, vulnerability, and connectedness. Lord, you see, our, you see our hearts. 
You see what we're longing for, what we're looking toward. Lord, you said that my sheep hear my voice and they follow. Lord, I pray you'd give us eyes that see and ears that hear, that you take away any self-will, any hardness of heart, any stubbornness. And Lord, that you would speak into our hearts where we are all at. Lord, not that we, not that we are Jesus, but that we're following you. Lord, you promised that you would build your church and the gates of hell would not prevail against it. You said that we are your workmanship, created in Christ Jesus under good works. You said, put me in remembrance of my word. And Lord, that's just what I pray right now. Build your church. Work in our lives, individually and, and corporately. And I ask this in Christ's name. Thank you, Lord. Um, Lord, your word says that the way they will know that we're following you is by our relationships with each other, by our active love and actions towards each other, by how much we are in each other's lives, by how much we're caring for each other, by how much we're just being with each other. Lord, I pray for more and more opportunity to do that. I pray that more and more of us would take the opportunity, would jump at the opportunities, would make room for that. That your love would shine out through us by our relationships and our witness to others, by our relationships with each other. Only you can grow those relationships into the true, truly deep, brotherhood and sisterhood and fatherhood and motherhood that you want it to be. I really love all these people. I want to get to know all of them better. I pray personally that you would make that be able to happen for me. And I pray that you light a fire in each one of us that we would desire that to happen deeply for each one of us personally. In Jesus' name. Lord, I just want to say thank you this morning. I want to say thank you for your love. A lot of times I feel like I don't deserve it, and then just you, you just keep keep loving and you keep showing it in different ways, and just, you know you feel like a cup on the cup or a glass on the counter of milk or orange juice, and the kid pours it, and you're like, no, don't stop! It's overflowing! It's overflowing! And you just and you keep you keep pouring. It doesn't matter. It's like Oh, I guess I'm not a little cup. Maybe I'm the size of a Yeti cooler or whatever. You know, you just keep, you just keep, you keep filling us up, and you keep, you know, whenever we think we can't hold any more love, you know, you keep, you keep giving it and giving it, and it's, it's amazing. And that's, that's just me and my life. And, and then you look out at everybody in the church that's in this room with us, and everybody that's not in this room today, but in our lives, and. I just, just want to say thank you, Lord, so much for that love. And and I know a lot of us have family and friends, and, you know, there's 20 or 30 cousins or 40 aunt and uncles, and but there's five or ten people in each of our lives that 
you know, we touch week to week or month to month and, and the, you know, those, those five or ten people. And if, if we can just amplify that, that love and let the light shine and include, include the neighbor and the friend and the coworker and, and I just, I just see it spreading and, and I'm an optimist and I, and I, you know, I see so many good things and so much good comes from the love and another good action comes from another. And I just, when you imagine that amount of love coming from all your, all your people and it's just, it's hard to imagine a place where darkness could live in this world. It's hard, it's hard to imagine. It's like, where, where is it? Where, where could it be? And I, I just pray that we keep, we keep chasing it away and keep, keep loving each other more and that we just keep thanking you for your love every day and keep showing up here every week to thank you together. So, Amen. So that's our year. Looking forward. I'm excited about it. Emma, what was the, what was the uh, two-part word that you had? Like an excited hope? Enthusiastic hope. I love that. I think we can hold on to that as we uh, walk in the light, right? We have an enthusiastic hope about what God has for us and through us this year. Let's pray together and we'll go into worship and communion. Father, we thank you for the morning and we thank you that uh, you do light up our lives, that we have life, that we are not the same as we once were. We thank you for the way that you change us and transform us and continue to, that you don't give up on us, that you continue to work and you continue to grow us. Help us to recognize what you've already done in us, the power that is already there because uh, the Spirit has taken up residence in our lives. And we can trust you and we can follow you. We can do it with humility and boldness. Jesus, always we remember you. We remember your sacrifice your great love that you would see us as worth it to come and give yourself not just out of duty but for joy that you died for us so that we could be brought back to you that we could be reconciled to you help us to never forget that but to celebrate it and help us to take up the task of being ambassadors and reconcilers for you in this world we live. We remember you, Jesus, and we celebrate you. We worship you this morning. Amen.